yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is Heckaborn. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. So, like, a week ago, we go into PetSmart because we're just picking up food for the dogs. Then Annie's like, oh, let's look at the, the, the cats. They have cats. I'm like, no, damn it. Like, I know it's going mm-hmm. to gonna go. And it did. She went in there and grabbed one. It wants me. You know, I'm like, we can't have another pet. So then we leave. And uh, she says, I'm going to tell Olivia that you made me put oh. away the black cat, the baby black cat that she wanted. I was like, man. So she, you know, tells Oli. And Oli's like, dad, why didn't you, why didn't you get that kitty? Well, then the next day, Annie wrote me, and, and Oli's with me as she wrote me. She's like, oh, like, because she's a social worker. So they were just talking about it at work. But she's like, you know, you know, we should we should adopt, like, a you know, a foster baby. You know, we, we should. Oh. So Oli's like, can she bring the baby tonight? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm like, do you think the babies are there in, in so a cage? <laughs> like, you're talking an actual baby, not a cat. Yeah, a real okay. baby. She's like, bring. Can you get? Can we get it now? <laughs> and that's how we start. This is Stand Up Dads. This is Rob and Mike. We are back this week. We have a special guest. My DM, for lack of a better term. Nerd alert! Uh, <laughs> James French. Are you okay with your last name on this? Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> yeah, I met James last, was it like October or so? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's like my exterminator is his brother-in-law, and we were talking. It was just somehow we started talking about D&D, and I said, oh, man, I wish I haven't played that since I was a kid. I would love to. And he's like, well, we're starting a game. Let me check with James. And That's then, pretty cool. Yeah, and then I got hooked. I had my reservations at first. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> well, yeah, it just sounds guy. funny. He's like, yeah, I found this guy. What? I kill his rats. You know, he should yeah. come hang out. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Dude, we had such a bad rat problem for a while. It was horrible. It's like embarrassing. Yeah, he's like, why Why does he have the rats? And they come with him? <laughs> like They're following you. Yeah. Little but, uh, pets. That's why we play remotely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the benefits of role-playing games for your kids, because believe it or not, there are some. But first, I got to recap. Um, last week, we talked about yelling, and I talked about my kid going to summer school, and I may may have made a comment about all of his friends being stupid. <laughs> I apologize. You have to retract it. <laughs> They're not all stupid. Uh, <laughs> so You got uh, in trouble when you got home, is what it was. Pretty much. Yeah. You but better anyway, go on there and say it. <laughs> yeah. So today was his first day of summer school. He had an okay time. I took him fishing after, so it kind of evened it out. But I think he's expecting me to do that every day. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Is that a good thing if it's summer school? He's like, it's a blast. <laughs> We're just like, having fun. <laughs> well, I guess. I was talking to Nick about it and he said like, because I guess he used to go to summer school and his parents used to give him shit. About why? Because he had to go? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're like supporting your kid. My parents just shamed me. And I guess he said he talked to his dad and said he didn't like school. He's like, yeah, because you go all year long. <laughs> <laughs> well, school so, does suck. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's going okay. Uh, we talked about yelling. And I believe the over under for me yelling at my kid was four days. Yeah. Uh, I made it two. <laughs> but I've actually been way better. The only reason I lost it is Saturday. I took the kid. Home Depot does the kids' workshops first Saturday of every month. I highly recommend it because they're free. Your kid goes in. 
they give them an apron and a project to work on. They make it there. They put a little pin on it and they take it whatever home. And he painted and all that stuff. It was a great time, but his hands were covered with paint. And it's like this water-soluble stuff. So yeah. when he got to the car, he gets in my truck, and he puts his hands out for, uh, give him a pump of fucking the anti- Sanitizer. Thank sanitizer. you. So I give him a pump of sanitizer. His hand is full. He's got little hands. And he promptly turns his hand over <laughs> and dumps it on my fucking passenger seat. <laughs> So you tell me, you don't yell, what the hell are you doing? Why would you do that? So yeah. I lost it. Now it looks like someone pissed themselves on my passenger seat because it's just a perfect little. Uh, That's like, what happened. There's a Rorschach Poor test. Poor Owen getting, getting blamed. Some some kind of biological fluid. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was my yell. And then I apologized and did the whole thing like we talked about and said, sorry. Did you do it behind gritted teeth? No. You're not supposed to do that. No, we were good. I'm sorry, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> You guys know how it is when oh no, so- yeah that's only where and that, but I'm the fool that f- falls for it every time where it's like it hasn't been recent but she used to go and she she'd have like slime in the back seat oh. and I'd be like don't have the slime I'm gonna be fine I'm 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 not like a baby and then as you're driving you're oh like, damn it <laughs> slime will uh, put a hole in your carpet I just learned really yeah all yeah. oh, there's stains all over the car we're not getting our deposit back yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> And James is smarter than both of us because he has no children. Uh, <laughs> right? Are you Are you planning on having kids? Uh, no, I value the existence of my backseat. See, I used to say that. I used to. I actually had a jar that said vasectomy money on it. <laughs> Didn't have enough pennies, my guy. Uh, dude, it was full of cash. <laughs> Other people would come and put money. It's like, oh yeah, you not having kids? Yeah, I'll put money into that. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so back to the D&D. I started playing when I was like nine years old. It was the first edition stuff, which, God, what was that? It's probably like 1981. And to be honest, I think I was just more fascinated by all the monsters in the monster manual that had boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Three tits. Seriously. I mean, I still, I, fuck, I still remember the ones. I think uh, the succubus. Did did they have a harpy? Harpy had their boobs showing out. What was it? There was a demon that had like a, it was like a Medusa. It had like a snake buddy, a snake buddy, a snake body, a bunch of arms, but only two boobs. It's almost like this game was made by a bunch of dudes in a basement. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's true. Uh, there was something called like an Aranus. And then there was uh, one of the Sphinxes had boobs. <laughs> the Sphinx? I did. And there was a Sphinx with boobs. I picture you having them all like in your closet, like where you just. Whoo. I think oh, he drew boobs on the. No, <laughs> there was a. He's all now. I gotta go look it up. <laughs> if you have a first edition monster manual, <gasps> oh my god, that's what makes them so rare. Yeah, they're like outdoors. Get those boobs oh, off those strange tits on a lion. <laughs> Who it did was. that? That's exactly what it was. But it had a female's head. <laughs> the thing is, it could. It just we've only ever seen it sitting. When it gets exactly. up, it might go. Boom. <laughs> Uh-huh. Maybe there's big like indentations in the sand. Dude, first edition was weird. It was, and there was a sylph, a sliff, sylph. It was like a dryad. Okay, and she was naked, like sitting on a cliff. Why do I remember this? This is forty years ago. Because that were your favorite parts of the book. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But I always thought she looked like Brooke Shields, who at the time was a big deal. And those pages were definitely more used up than the others. He's la la la. Hello, my druid. I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you were a furry way ahead of your time. (laughs) But anyway, so we're going to talk about the benefits of it, other than getting your rocks off when you're nine. See, the problem is with 
with that time period too it's funny because you know aunt, my wife's a lot younger than me so she, sometimes she's like she doesn't realize that it wasn't cool to be a nerd back when we no. were so it's like she was watching stranger things and seeing those kids and she's like that was you <laughs> but mm-hmm. she's like you really that's what it was like it's like yeah i went to the san diego comic-con in like 89 there was like the only person dressed as a cosplay was this lady dressed as wonder woman she had like bruises on her legs <laughs> <laughs> she was, it's like you turn the corner and go oh no <laughs> now it's all like models and yeah. like and normal people like actual girls with like normal it was like yeah at high school we had to talk like it was you know like quietly You'd be yeah like, dude is the new Shh. it's like going to the pride because i worked at the comic shop i'd be <laughs> like dude is the new x-men shut up like tell me later i'll tell you later well so one of the things i love about it is it's the same thing i like about the, the doing this podcast is as an adult how often do you get to be creative yeah I mean, most of us our biggest challenge of the day is making it to work and then after that you know, the I, the game you run for us, you made that from scratch, right? Yeah, I made everything. And it's fucking amazing. Like, I really think yeah. you could, <laughs> I think if you put some time into it, you could sell that as a, as a uh, what do you call this? A module. Module, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really think you could. And it's cool. You that know? sounds and it's, cool. I get the way you present it, that you put time into this and this is your baby. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, like you said, it, as an adult, you really don't have many creative outlets, mm-hmm. right? And for me, I, I've always liked to write. I would love to have the time to sit down and like write like a novel and you know do the whole author thing. I don't have the time for that. But yeah. what I do have the time for is to put two, three hours in a week mm-hmm. to making some seriously strange and obscure shit for mm-hmm. five other people to enjoy. I'm still, I think I need therapy after the crochet frog. Ah, bingus? Uh, yeah, bingus. <laughs> um, it opens its mouth and it's like a black hole into, I don't fucking know what it is. <laughs> Crochet frog. That's he's he's cool. legit. <laughs> yeah. And then Captain Sir Watermelons. What would Reginald Watermelons? Oh, uh, yeah. Captain Sir Reginald Watermelons. Yeah. The, the talking yeah. pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I obviously are into psychedelics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two tabs, man. That's all you need. <laughs> How long have you been playing D&D? I don't really know the amount of years, but it's been the better part of 10 now. Okay. And how long did you start DMing? So, funnily enough, my first game was at our mutual friend Harrison's table, and Mm -hmm. I was grossly awkward. (laughs) Then, you know, that's just kind of where I was at the time. I didn't feel comfortable talking in a room full of people I didn't Mm -hmm. know. I definitely didn't feel comfortable talking in character, and that's one of the things that a lot of people have trouble with when they first start playing, like, RPGs is, like, just, you know, a lot of them are nerds and, like, fairly quiet people, so you kind of have to get through that. But there was, like, eight people in that room. And I knew a total of two of them. I knew mm-hmm. Harrison fairly obscurely through karate <laughs> when sure. I was a kid. And I ended up like, he, he gave me this character and I was like, I was an earth genasi barbarian, which is okay. basically like, I turned him into Groot okay. because yeah. I refused ah. to talk. And I just did like this one line guy who was, he was just Groot. He was just like, I would respond with my own name because that's the amount of comfortable I felt. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I was just super awkward. I didn't know what to expect. And these dudes just ran with it. They were like, fuck, he's Groot now. Just, yeah. <laughs> just send it. That's, That's cool. the best part. Because, yeah, when I went in, I'm like, fuck, I haven't played this since. Yeah. For, and it's changed so much. I mean, you could say it's not even the same game. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's you know, it has the same the same bones, but yeah. they've streamlined it so much, especially for 5e or 5th edition yeah. for people that don't know what 5e is. Yeah. I mean, but this group that I was lucky enough to fall into, everyone's like, that's what you're gonna do cool we're with it oh yeah you guys are so good too but to to answer your question yeah i played that one time and then 
I couldn't find anybody to DM for me because, mm -hmm. you know, you get this loop where everyone wants to be a player and no one wants to DM, right? Mm -hmm. So my second session ever playing D&D, I DM'd full homebrew. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. How'd that go? Dude, honestly, like I picked up Austin and another cousin of mine and a couple of friends of theirs that were just like, you know, hardcore D&D nerds all through high school. And we're in our early 20s at this point. Mm -hmm. And I do the session and you know, I front loaded a bunch of stuff way more than I needed, which is an entirely different conversation. Mm -hmm. You don't need that much. But like I said, I like to write. So I just I went full, full bore with it. And at the end of the session, I kind of like paused and was like, hey, you know, like I know you guys have played a lot of D&D. How'd I do for like my first time? you know, mm -hmm. DMing. And they were just like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's the first time I've ever played D&D &D, really. Like I played one game and now I'm the DM and like all of them just kind of looked at me like awestruck, like dude, That's cool. they never would have known had I not said something. It surprises me to hear you say that you were awkward at it, you know, for your first time, because, you know, here's a guy like new characters. He has zero problems jumping into voices. I've done stand up in front of fucking rooms full of people. And I, don't get scared about that, but I'm not going to do fucking voices in front of people. <laughs> not even four people around a table or even online. It's just not something. Voices are hard too. Yeah. To, yeah. to, to do accents. Yeah, so. they are. And yeah. it's even better sometimes when the voices fuck up. Yeah, they, they do fall hard. They really do. <laughs> but right there, there's one of the benefits. It's the commitment. Yeah. The well, commitment to it. Cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. if you're socially awkward, you know, okay. So let's go into the stereotypes. Like, Everyone assumes it's the fucking nerdy guy is totally socially awkward and can't talk to anybody. It's like, well, who the fuck are they playing with? This is much more social mm -hmm. than like a video game. Yeah. You know, even like Call of Duty where you're talking to someone on a headset. That's just. Whatever. Well, yeah, all you're doing on that is just yelling racial slurs at people. That's the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You just figure they're antisocial people that can't fit in with regular society, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, I mean, you interact with others, you're joking around. Sometimes whatever you do clanks and it doesn't go well, but it, usually it's just like, all right, let's move on from that because we got better shit to do. I, I think one of the things that like has a lot to do with it, like going back to my first experience is some of the people are socially awkward, right? And that's one of the things that I've really noticed as a person. Like, I'm not going to say D&D &D changed my life. It probably hasn't, but it certainly made me more comfortable in social, like, social situations that... I otherwise wouldn't have done. And the day that I was Groot the Air Earth mm -hmm. Genasi, like those seven or eight people that I didn't know very well could have just been like, dude, this guy's fucking weird. <laughs> but they didn't. They just kind of yeah. ran with it, right? Yeah. And that's for the most part what's really cool about the RPG community is it doesn't really matter who you want to be or who you want to play. Mm -hmm. You just, like you said, you just send it. Yeah. And for the most part, the people that do like play these kinds of games, they're just going to roll with it. Yeah. And if they don't fuck them, find someone else. Yeah. I mean, I still don't know what to do with in Cody's game. The dude that uh, is the female cleric oh <laughs> who uses, um, let's, oh. let's, just, let's just call them bodily fluids to heal people. <laughs> <laughs> so, the most obscure character. Because <laughs> I'm there. So I see this, you know, he's a big dude. And then he's like, you know, I hear him. He's like describing, okay, I put my hand down my pants and <laughs> rub it on his face. And he's, he gets eight hit points. I'm like, did he just, okay, cool. Let's go. That's yeah. what he does. Uh, or she, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just seems like, I mean, you've mentioned quite a few things that seem like they've benefited. For me, it kind of coincided because we stopped doing the podcast in November. Yeah. 
and I was looked forward to this and then Mike had to take a break and that's great. And this filled that gap because I'm like, fuck, I have nothing to look forward to right now. <laughs> so I actually look forward to the Tuesday. So I'm bummed when it's like, oh, we got to do next week. No, oh, right on, dude. Thank you. It's fucking great. I mean, sadly, sometimes that's the highlight of my week, which is fucking, that's more pathetic than I'd like to admit. <laughs> You've kept me from eating a bullet on several occasions. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Note to self, do not kill Beavis. No. Well, it's funny. I was reading something because I was reading all sorts of shit and it all blended together. But like there was someone put forward the the hypothesis that when their character dies, they want to kill themselves. Oh, it's God. like, oh, come on. Uh, I mean, I'd be bummed if Beavis died. But at the same time, I was like, all right, let's try a new guy. Yeah. Although I am sad when you keep killing my fucking bird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the bird that- yeah, he has this owl. It's like it's supposed to be like his little companion, right? It'll mm-hmm. go and get stuff for him. It'll find things or it'll harass people that he's trying to fight. Right. Yeah. You know, you got an owl in your face. It's hard to dodge shit. I've killed it with like tree branches and all kinds of <laughs> obscure shit. Everything. And it's like, God it's like, damn it. My owl. Yeah, he even named it. It's Al Capone. Al like, Capone. Oh, I send Al Capone and I'm like, oh, I kill it with twigs. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> My owl. Uh, which actually That's works awesome. out nicely because every time I bring him back, now he's mad at me. Uh, <laughs> in my defense, he always sends it into like, oh, there's a deep, dark hallway. Probably full of goblins. He's like, I send the owl in. I'm like, okay. Help me. What I sent. Okay, we've established that my guy is a coward. Yeah. <laughs> I send the owl in. Yeah. yeah. Some That's guy so funny. Plays with bodily fluids. I play with my owl. Yeah. <laughs> so, going along with the stereotypes, I found a great article on the great 1980s Dungeons and Dragons Satanic Panic. Shit never changes. Because this is around the same time, like Judas Priest got sued for some kid killed himself and they blamed the lyrics. I think Ozzy got in trouble for that. It happens like every 10 years. You had like the comics code was late 50s or the 60s. You had Beavis and Butthead made a kid jump off. No, he dropped a bowling ball off of a bridge and killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because it hit the windshield. Yeah. And then there was a fire thing where they couldn't say fire during episodes. Yeah. You know, fire, fire, fire. Yeah. And then I remember Mike Judge's response to that was, mm, wire? <laughs> yeah. And then you had like the, God, it was like the early 90s. They, they like edited the Warner Brothers cartoons. I was watching my oh. TV and it was like, you'd suddenly, instead of the gun shooting mm-hmm. bugs, it would suddenly just be their head all like That's blackened. I'd be like, what the hell's? And it's like, well, it's going to make someone. Like shoot someone. It's like never. These thi- well, these things have been out since like 1930. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, it's gonna suddenly then something's wrong with our kids yeah. now. You know, like well, okay. <laughs> so in 1979, 16-year-old child prodigy James Dallas Egbert the third disappeared from his room at Michigan State University. Okay, so right here, you got a 16-year-old at a college. You know something's going on, and his fucking last name is Egbert. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't name him like. Well, it's, yeah. la- it's just he last was born name. Born Egbert. So they yeah. said that Egbert suffered from, among other things, depression and drug addiction, and had gone into hiding in the utility tunnels under the university during an episode of self harm. But apparently, he was a big D and D guy. And did you ever see a really awful mo- movie with Tom Hanks called Mazes and Monsters? Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, it, it came out in '82, and it was based on this guy. And I watched it last year and I'm like, oh my God, this is such a fucking turd. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm like, I felt bad. I barely remember it because I remember watching it when it came out. Like, 
and just was like, God, these nerds, man, they can ruin the world. <laughs> well, well, I liked yeah, comics, I but with, like with that, well, that's how much of a nerd I was. I'm like, that's not how they played, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like whoever wrote this totally didn't get it. Yeah, but apparently he uh, killed himself in 1980, and you know, everyone they talked to was like, yeah, this guy had mental health problems. Mm-hmm. You know, it had nothing to do with D and D. Yeah, you know, it's like. It's, yeah. it's tragic what happened for sure, but, you know, you would ignore decades worth of red flags and the dude plays an RPG and they're like, well, that's what did it. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, if your name is Egbert, you're on suicide watch until <laughs> you're fucking 30. You're going to have to apologize to Egbert no. in your show next week. You're going to open it. <laughs> um, fuck. What was the comedian? He used to prank call a guy. Apparently, there's someone named Eggly Bagelface. <laughs> <laughs> and he would call him and just give him shit. Um, I'm like, that can't be a real name. But then that was followed up in 1982, a high school student named Irving Lee Pulling. It's always the, yeah. They should have named him Tugging. Yeah. He shot himself in the chest and everyone they talked to, he had problems fitting in, but his mom believed it was caused by D&D. Patricia Pulling, Jesus Christ. Pee pee. Yeah. I wish her maiden name was Cox, so it would be Patricia Pulling Cox. She tried to sue the son's high school principal, claiming that a curse placed upon her son's character during a game run by the principal was real. So the principal was running a game. Oh, my God. She tried to sue TSR. They were the ones that made D&D before Wizards. Mm -hmm. And then when the court dismissed it, she created the group. Uh, You've heard of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Mad? Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh. She created Bothered About Dungeons & Dragons, (laughs) B-A-D-D. In 1983. <laughs> Jesus. I'll leave this here. Pulling described D&D as, and I quote, a fantasy role-playing game which uses demonology, witchcraft, voodoo, murder, rape, blasphemy, suicide, assassination, insanity, sex perversion, homosexuality, prostitution, satanic type rituals, gambling, barbarism, cannibalism, sadism, desecration, demon summoning, necromantics, divination, and other teachings. That's why I play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like how she had to throw in the homosexuality with the Satanism. Yeah. They're like, well, oh, there's gays and Satan, dude. That's just, There's everything wrong with this. Yeah, and but they also sneak in their blasphemy. Yeah. It's oh like, wait a minute. That's a little specific. <laughs> I'm joking when I say that's why we play. But at the same time, if that keeps you from doing some fucked up shit because yeah. you get to act it out mm-hmm. in a safe place, by all means, fucking do it. It's just something to blame. It's always oh, of something. Course. Yeah, because... Yeah. I worked at a place that it had a bunch of people that were like born again Christians mm-hmm. and they, they, it's like we, it was a, it was a place where we did like early like kids games or whatever, like learning games. And we'd have something like a pig in a wig, but they were like, you can't have a wizard. And it'd be like, well, why not? And it's yeah. like, cause that's magic. No. And oh, no. there is no. no magic. And it's like, What? Like, <laughs> it's the same people that get upset with Harry Potter because of Satanism and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but Jonah survived in a whale for a of month. Of course let's he just, did. Let's just fucking ignore that. And yeah. there was a burning yeah. bush, and there was a talking snake, and there, uh, yeah, all yeah. this bullshit. Yeah, or all, yeah, all people come from Adam and Eve. It's yeah. ew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about that for a second. Ew. What's up, brother? Brother? Yeah. <laughs> And it's, I just found out that all three of us went to Catholic school. That's disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, It's crazy how that works, isn't it? Yeah. And none of us were diddled. Yeah. Apparently none of us were very attractive as young child, children. I was fat. So. Well, not you. I was too. But not uh, you. I had, a sweet... I had a full afro. <laughs> nice. But it was like, it's like, 
you see it and it's like you think it's like wow was that 1978 it's like no it's like 1980 <laughs> or something it's like oh like i would have been super cool 10 years before sure well maybe not but, <laughs> but at least the hair would have matched it, it was an extra thing. You'd still be a comic book need. Absolutely. And like Absolutely. like you said, that's exactly what it is, right? It's just it's just a scapegoat, right? It's someone yeah. to blame. When in doubt, uh, blame the nerds. They're the guys in the basement. Like, yeah. Obviously, we're worshiping Satan. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Couldn't be much yeah. shitty parenting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you don't want to put any fault on any societal problems yeah. or parenting yeah. or anything like that. It's just, it's the nerd game. Yeah. If or mental kid, health. They probably did yeah, nothing or, for yeah. that guy. That yeah. didn't even exist back then, dude. Yeah. Mental no. health wasn't a thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if my kid goes wrong, I'm blaming myself entirely. Yeah. So it's, there's no one else that's, you know, unless something fucked up is going on that I'm not aware of right yeah. now. But, huh, so I found like a bunch of articles. I'm not going to go through each one, but just kind of like a summary. The articles, and I will have links in the show notes. What is D&D and how it can benefit kids? That's from Bark. That's a service that will monitor your kids' web searches and stuff and like YouTube and all that stuff and tell you. Your kid's looking up snuff porn. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Perhaps you want to talk to your kid. The surprising educational benefits of Dungeons and Dragons. And then another one, which I think you would have something to say about. Uh, would your child be a good fit for Dungeons and Dragons group therapy? Ooh, they do it as therapy? Yeah. But pretty much they define D&D as a, an incredibly pro-social activity that inspires team building, creativity, and problem solving. And I think, I mean, let me know if you think something's wrong. No, I fully concur with that. Like, like I said, I've grown a lot as a person just from doing like tabletop RPGs, specifically mm-hmm. fifth edition D and D. And like, it's helped me be more charismatic. It's helped mm-hmm. me be more comfortable in social situations that I otherwise wouldn't have been comfortable in. I will do obscure voices in public yeah. now, in which case I'd be like, Oh, that's not cool. I can't be a goblin in public. I'm being a goblin, whenever the fuck yeah. I feel like it now. And the biggest thing that I can say about like Dungeons and Dragons specifically is when you have, you know, from a, creator's point of view from the dm's point of view it is a creative outlet and if you want to experiment and make things and make cool stuff and share it with your friends it's a great way to do it and then from you know a player's background which i've been a player too is as an adult like i can't speak with how it is for kids because actually i will i will mention this one of the most common things i hear about people that got into D in their 20s 30s 40s whatever one of the most common responses that I hear is, man, I really wish I would have done this 10 years earlier. Yeah. So many people just like, dude, I could have been doing this the whole time. I had, you know, this shitty experience in high school. I could have been playing D and D and like hanging out and Mm -hmm. exploring different things. And I think that really has a lot of merit to it because it's an escape, right? Mm -hmm. You play two hours, three hours, four hours, and you get to everyone like acts like, you know, people want to put on a mask, right? You want to act like someone you're not. Mm -hmm. It's always seen as like a really negative connotation. It's like, oh, you know, you don't actually act like who you are at home. Well, you get to just fully release that negative connotation and just send it. You know, you can be whoever you want. You can be male. You can be female. You Mm -hmm. can be a one-eyed goblin or Mm -hmm. a, you know, the the squirter elf. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) The squirter elf. (laughs) It doesn't matter. And for the most part, as long as you have a group of people that, you know, are going to accept you and like, let you be who you want to be, you get to do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about taxes or my business yeah. or any bullshit when I'm playing D&D. Cool. If I'm Denier the Halfling Rogue, I'm Denier the Halfling Rogue for four hours. And that is, for an, as an adult, like someone that has like a lot of high-stress situations and like a business and shit, right? Perfect escape. Totally. And the, I don't have kids. I never played it as a child, but 
there's a 0% chance in hell that if you take it seriously and you have a DM that wants to provide a good experience that could not translate. Mm -hmm. It would 100% translate. I'm sure there are bad DMs that would make Th it. There is. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's the thing, right? It's like you need to have the group of players and the DM that wants you to have a good time because the DM has the power to make your time mm -hmm. really shitty. And if they want to be a vengeful dickhead, they probably yeah. could. But with how mainstream D and D is now, like you talk about stranger things and like all these different areas and how being a nerd nowadays is really not that obscure. Yeah. There's people out there that want to play. Oh, There's yeah. tons of people out there that want to play. It's just find the right group. Yeah. Cause nowadays you can just randomly bring up stuff and you'll even see it like Olivia and around like, Oh yeah. Oh, D and D or whatnot. And I remember like when we were a kid, if you brought up comics or whatnot, you'd get from at least, more than half of people would be like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, Shoot. Now bug you. Now people are yeah. making money off of it. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is, I, that to me seems wrong. You know, I mean, they're, yeah, they're providing entertainment. It's just like anything else, right? I know. It just seems like a pure thing that you should the, be The entertainers away. over here are like, God damn it, they're making money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> well, okay, so let's see. Some of the other stuff uh, gives the kids ability to explore right and wrong because... My character is usually a morally ambiguous guy, but he always tries to do the right thing. And I feel wrong personally if I don't. Mm -hmm. I can touch on that really, really quickly. Yeah. The reason that is, is because we're so like my generation, right? I'm 27. I grew up on shooter video games and mm -hmm. all kinds of obscure shit. There's no consequences in those things, right? Yeah. If I told you, hey, you need to go speak with Tim, the guard. He's by the fountain in the in the courtyard or whatever. And, you know, degenerate player Y goes in there and is like, I stabbed him in the neck. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Now what? Now what? <laughs> yeah. Now Tim's dead. You know, Tim, maybe he just wanted you to go kill some goblins. Maybe mm -hmm. Tim knew where the Horde of the Dragon Queen is. Maybe Tim's brother is the king, and now you're totally fucked. <laughs> there's, <laughs> you, yeah. there's no reset button there. There's no, hey, let me go back checkpoint. Like, your decisions matter. Yeah. And, I mean, coming from, like, a, a parent perspective, or, you know, if you want to play with some kids, like... You want to do some dumbass shit? Check it out. I'm gonna. Your game's gonna change now. Yeah, it's gonna get hella yeah. boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you're gonna yeah. walk for a yeah. while. <laughs> you, you will find out what RPG jail looks like. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that could be really grim. RPG <laughs> jail. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one I liked. It gives kids a safe way to practice standing up for themselves. I got picked on as a kid. One of the nice things about this thing is I could be a fucking hero, and it was just. It was stupid, you know, and I don't think we really played by the rules when I played when I was like 10, but it didn't matter. It's just, this is mine, and you can envision yourself like being, doing something better than what you really are. And we've touched on this a bunch. It helps kids and adults get over social anxiety. I don't like being around groups of people. This is an exception. My thing is, like when I did comedy, I was never worried beforehand. I would beat the shit out of myself after on the drive home going, you fucking idiot. Why did you say that? Why did you say this? Or even after a party, I drive home thinking, Oh my God, why did you say that to that person? You know? And it's just kind of probably after this podcast, I'll go home going, why did you say, you know, but I don't get that with this. It's just kind of a nice, it's a safe place, which is kind of cool. It sounds like it's, it's like, like real like improv or something because it yeah. it's like it, it, yeah. learning to say yes instead of like yeah. killing would be like no like oh no i ruined like yeah. that's pretty cool yeah in texas they did a study and they found that kids in the D, D club scored higher than their peers on standardized tests makes sense is you're yeah. being this creative yeah. you know 
because they said one of the teachers said curiosity is turned on with RPG games and curiosity is education's rocket fuel. I mean, I suck at math. I'm mm-hmm. like decent at quick math now. Like yeah. I'm not going to do calculus for you, but sure. I can tell you the average of, you yeah. know, 3d6 real quick. Yeah. It's just, they're just math rocks. That's, that's yeah. the joke, right? Is they're math rocks. You're rolling miles. Oh, that's Throw good. a fireball. You can yeah. get those eight D6s. I think eight it's eight D6. D- yeah. yeah. Add that up real fucking quick. And as you level that spell up, there's more math. Exactly. Kids work harder at figuring out things when they think it's play. Yeah, for sure. They don't realize yeah. that. Just the math right there. My kid sucks at math, but he's good. We play a game called Amazing Tales, which I'll get into in a bit. It's got minimal re- dice rolling, but he actually tries to add that up. If I ask him, hey, what's three plus four? I don't know. You know, it's just, but if it's something in the game, he's all over it. So hang on. Let me get this. When, when he's figuring out how hard yeah. he cracked that goblin in the head, he wants to know what he rolls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Olivia has gotten that way with just like older board games and stuff. We'll get newer ones with like, you know, better mechanics to them. But she likes also this old one, Payday. And Payday's the one where if I tell her, like, well, I'll play it, but you you got to do your math by hand. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, okay. But if you tell her, like, we're going to do some math, it's nope. like, ah, like how I was yeah. and still am. But, like, Payday will make her what she'll want to sit So you have it. to tweak Payday. So you got to go, okay, so a train leaves Boston at going 75 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> Good old word problems. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, the kids get better grades and form some friendships. And then this is where, you know, you mentioned talk, uh, earlier outside of this about therapy. They talk about it's good for therapy because it's collaborative instead of competitive, if it's done right. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure there are some pricks out there. Yeah, that like I said, it. it just depends on the DM, right? Like if you want to be a total dickhead, you can, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I mean, I think we've been fortunate because I've been around. When I was younger, there was some, actually I played once in my 20s and I found out that the guy that ran it got hit by a car. He was a messenger in the city in San Francisco. And I didn't feel bad because he was a shitty DM. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he died. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> shouldn't have poorly described that room, man. <laughs> okay. Come on. I'm a level one guy. I go to check out a fountain and just, Oh, a water weird reaches out, grab you and drowns you. You're dead. Yeah. He's a shitty DM. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. And that article about the group therapy one. Tell me what you think of these signs and traits that your child might be an excellent fit for one of these type of therapy groups, or even just from playing on their own. Your child loves getting lost in fantasy worlds like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so James just got married. Look at his ring. Did you get the one? It's the one ring. Sweet. My wife wouldn't let me do that. I told her I wouldn't wear a gold ring unless it was the one ring like as a joke. <laughs> yeah. And she said, I actually it. was going to get that. And then it Were was you? just like, yeah, I did. I, I actually, the first one I got, cause I had gotten like a, you know, it was like a temporary one because yeah. we didn't have the money to get like a, like a great one. But the first one I got was like a black one that did they, cause they do different versions mm-hmm. of it. But the one I got was too big. Like, I thought you'd get a Harry Potter type ring. Uh, I don't really want that one. Like uh-huh. the only ring they got is the one that's got like the, one of the Horcruxes or whatever. <laughs> Dude's gay for Harry Potter. <laughs> hey, I didn't. It's funny because I wasn't into it until I read Your it kid. to Olivia. When it came out, I was a, I wasn't asked for being like it's probably like twenty eight when it mm-hmm. the book came out and uh, people were like you got to read this book and you got to see this movie and well, what's it about? And it's like well it's all these kid wizards <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going and they're like no you got to no and then we read 
this really killer book that was like the five children in it or whatever from like 1901 and it's really cool the mm-hmm. the that that's a great little story so i was like oh well let's try this book and me and olivia i read it to her god from like eight she was eight mm-hmm. and i'm like if we we're gonna read each one then we'll watch the movie and i'm like if when we finish them all we'll go to, to universal studios and we finished them because she got so into it. That's we were right. reading them all night. We finished them in like four or five months. And I was like, oh, crap. Now I got to figure out money. that one out, I, my guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But we were so – and we mm-hmm. – so I – that experience in itself was reading it together and like not – like I had zero idea. So nothing was spoiled. We were, mm-hmm. Like as we read it, we are like, what? Like that's crazy. So – but then he's been tired of it because since well, then Everything I was Harry Potter. It. I was like, dude, all right. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. No, it was good. No, it's good to share something with your kid. I'm never going to say don't. Yeah. You know, but I've I think, been trying to get her to I think start your Star kid Wars. was acting like she Harry, liked Harry Potter for your benefit after a while, though. Well, you could <laughs> tell when it peaked. And then yeah. she's, she's now sure, Dad, into that's great. Broadway. And that's another thing I got her into was taking yeah. her to Hamilton and all that. So right now, that's that's what she's more into. She still likes... Universal Studios and, mm-hmm. and the rides and stuff, but she's just not at the level she was. Well, you bring up Hamilton. If your kid is a theater kid who enjoys acting or, for, or performing, perfect yep. for it because yeah. acting. Or on the flip side, your child is shy and would love to make new friends but isn't sure how to reach out to new people. Cool. It's a structured place that should be a safe place. Your kid's imaginative and always was always great at pretend play. I mean, I watch my kid do stuff. A lot of times it's repetitive, but it's always something different, but... Mm-hmm. With the same ending, shit gets blown up. Uh, but <laughs> your kid would like to, an opportunity to practice teamwork, verbal communication, and taking turns. Taking turns is the biggest one because my kid is not a patient kid. And if you think your child could use a self-esteem boost that comes from mastering and succeeding at a new activity. And it's got nothing to do with introvert, extrovert. I think no. there's a place for all of it. I guess with kids, usually they say 12. It would be the age to... Start playing D&D for your kid. But that doesn't mean you got to wait until then. There was a game called Amazing Tales that I picked up for my kid. And pretty much Amazing Tales would be like if you heard about D&D from somebody else and you played based on that without getting any books. So it's like 90% of the rules are taken out. You don't even have to really buy it. The character sheet is four lines. So they draw a picture of their guy. That's, pr- that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's rad. Yeah. And yeah. then... On the first line, they put what they're good at. On the second line, they write something else that they're good at. So they write three, uh, four things that they're good at. The thing that they're best at, you put a little 12. You get a 12-sided die. On the second best, 10, 8, and 6. So when they come up, and it's your job running this as the game master to incorporate that stuff. Like my kid will say, I'm good with animals. Okay, cool. So we're going to do something where to succeed, he has to make friends with some type of an animal, wild or whatever. So Hungry rolls, bear. Huh? Hungry bear. Exactly. <laughs> I'd give him some beef jerky. Cool. Roll. And if they roll a three or higher, it works. And if, and if they roll the lower, bear eats him. No. Yes. It is, dang it. Again, if it your kid like is, yeah, if your kid is 11 or 10, you know, or old enough to deal with that shit, sure. But then now what? Because yeah. it's not like a yeah. six-person party. It's usually just him. He should only lose his foot. Or that would just, be cool. Then you have to learn. Yeah. Well, How are you going to survive? Ideally, <laughs> you go and say, what other skills do you have that might work for this? I'm good at cooking. 
okay, cook the bear a meal, whatever. Hopefully first aid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do you know how to make a tourniquet? Roll a three. <laughs> yeah. I like we're just ruining yeah. No, it's fine. But that'd the thing fun. is, if for some kids, that would be the perfect game. Yeah. And my kid, the biggest challenge was convincing him that there are more actions than I try to kill it mm-hmm. because, well, you killed it and you brought up, you know, killing Tim. Now what? You know, that guy had a message for you or that guy thought you were cute or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Now he will look at me like, do I try to kill it? I don't know. Do you think he might have something to offer you? Well, yeah. So how about you don't uh, kill it? You know, or yeah, how about what else smart. could you do? Yeah. And that's, that's an experience that they're never going to, okay, I'm not going to say never, but you're probably not going to get from like video games, yeah, right? Because in the video because, game, you kill it. Yeah, you kill it. And then you're yeah. just like, well, shit, that bear had tons of cool loot, but I can't yeah. get it now because I killed him. Oh, I'm going to go back 15 minutes. Exactly. There's no actual repercussions to just, hey, I can just start this over. And the best part about this amazing tale, and it doesn't have to be that, there's others like that. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. You don't need miniatures. You don't need a map. You can just, it's total theater of the mind, which sometimes is better than, I mean, although you have a freaking awesome layout at your place. Yeah, but that's actually one thing that I did want to touch on, not to kind of derail your yeah. your conversation there, but I have a cool setup, right? Like yes. I have the, the table and the TV and the table and we have all these miniatures, like mm-hmm. walls of miniatures and like walls of terrain and all this cool stuff. That is not what I started out on. Oh, I bet. My first game of D&D was you can literally print character sheets off their website. Mm-hmm. You can print the basic rules off their website. It's free. My first game of D&D was note cards that I had used a ruler and drew one inch grids on, cut them out and they like in pen wrote goblin. Mm-hmm. and cut it out and i can tell you right now that having all the cool stuff is fun you do not need it no so if you're 12 or 13 you know your kids are young and you don't want to front load disgusting amounts of money like we yeah. as grown men have spent <laughs> on this thing you can, you don't have to no you can you can do this for free you can cut these things out in five ten minutes with mm-hmm. household craft stuff and you can play i did one where you know, that token site that I sent you mm-hmm. where I made tokens for my guys. Yeah. I took a bunch of, it took time, but I don't sleep. So when I do this, I just will make tokens or stuff and I cut them out and I put them on poker chips. Yeah, perfect. And you know, I was like, okay, here's the guy. So he can actually visualize it. And you know, so he'll understand, Oh, that's why I can't do this or whatever. So, I mean, that does help because it's tough. You know, when you're dealing with an eight or a nine year old spatial ability is kind of still suspect. So that helps. But again, that, I had the poker chips and pretty much I'm paying for the toner and the paper that's and the time. Yeah. My favorite thing since I started in first edition, my favorite thing about five E or fifth edition is the rule that says, if you don't like a rule, don't use it. Yeah. That is so freeing because when I started, it was, I don't know if it's the right word, but like racist, <laughs> like, I hope it's not the right yeah. word. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but like, you can't be a paladin unless you're a human. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Only yeah, yeah. dwarves can do this yeah. or, you know, shit like that, which is like, why can't I have a halfling barbarian? That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. just picturing a little three foot, I'm going to get you. They're also super good. Just, I know, but I mean, but the thing is the thought was you can't have that. And now it's like, yeah, whatever, go ahead. You want a cleric that uses juice to heal people? Yeah. Great. Go for it. That just makes it so much more approachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 5e, or like I said, 5th editions, like really streamlined. The rules are fairly straightforward. Like it's still, there's a lot of front loading on it. And when I first tried to get into it, that was really the biggest problems. You just see all this math and it's kind of absurd. Well, like I just said earlier, you can play for free. You can mm-hmm. make your own shit. You can do whatever you want. 
and it was a little bit of a thing when I started, but YouTube University is very much a thing now. Like, if you want to play D&D, yeah. you can go on YouTube oh, yeah. for a couple hours, and you can hear literally some of the best D&D players on the planet yep. tell you how to do it. And just send it, you know? Like, you just go for it. And what you're saying about Harry Potter, like, it's it's very moldable to specific mm-hmm. situations, whether it be kids or friends or whatever. Yeah. Like, they, they just launched Strixhaven, which is basically uh, Hogwarts. Yeah, that's cool. So, what does your wife think about D and um, <laughs> The look on his face. Is great. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think she really cares that much. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know her her and I have our own stuff that we do together. Like, we sure. we play on a pool league. We're competitive billiards players. Mm-hmm. But you know, Saturday nights for the boys, right? You mm-hmm. go and play D and D, and I just happen to have a nerd dungeon that's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like. God, who's that hot chick from uh, Modern Family? Sofia Vergara. I, I know. I'm pretty sure I know you're talking about, yeah. Well, her husband's the guy that was on Magic Mike, so big ripped buffed guy. Okay, yeah. Big old D&D nerd. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> converted their uh, cell or their basement into a dungeon for his stuff, and it's not what it was before. My wife will give me the eye roll. I tried. I think the important thing is to offer that, hey, you can join us. You have to the, give the offer, not just yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> but it may, I may as well have said, hey, let's pick up a random woman off the street and have a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have a better odds of uh, having that succeed. <laughs> well, you can't have a thing on D&D without Patton Oswalt. He was on, a sh- um, Pete Holmes had a show. He was on there as a guest. And here's what he said about D&D. But a few years ago, uh, before, before I had, I, I, uh, me and some adult friends, Brian Posehn, Blaine Kapach, uh, Chris Hardwick, uh, all were in a Dungeons & Dragons group, and we would go play. And I remember my wife saying, I would be, she goes, this is a the saddest midlife crisis I've ever seen. <laughs> she goes, I would be less creeped out if you guys were just going to strip clubs. And I'm, I secretly am kind of hoping that I'll find out that you're using this as a cover to just go to strip clubs and get drunk. <laughs> Should be happy. Yeah, that would make me less weird than you're at a table just like, well, I'm going to, so if the troll is advancing, I have a, I guess I'll roll for initiative. Now, did I mention that I have a plus two glyph of warding, so I will, you know, she'd rather just, you know, my milkshake brings all the boys in. Uh, that would make her less uncomfortable. So. You come home covered in some sort of uh, glitter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Rather than posting. G- glitter the. <laughs> Umber Hulk attack, you know? (laughs) Yeah, so thank you, Patton. That dude 100% played D&D. Oh, he's... Guaranteed. That was not a a false story. (laughs) Well, I was going to use it for this, but it doesn't translate for audio, but he was on Reno 911. You're familiar with that show? Oh, yeah. I know you're fucking... I'm old enough for that. All right, okay, good. (laughs) Well, there was one, it's like you go in, there's a guy, they're putting him in a stretcher, he's got an arrow sticking out of his shoulder, and then... He's getting put on a stretcher, and then the two cops, uh, the guy that always wears the vest and the guy who did the Taco Bell dog voice, they're talking to Patton, and he's wearing, like, a chainmail <laughs> hat, and he's got, like, tusks glued to his neck. Like, <laughs> he was like, okay, so what happened? He's like, well, he opened a trapped magic, or a trapped box, and he failed his saving throw and got shot with a magic missile, and he said he could dodge it, and I said, you can't dodge a magic <laughs> missile, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then pretty much it just devolves into him running and going, I'm wearing boots of evasion. And then the other cop just shoots him in the leg. (laughs) (laughs) Patton Oswalt is a great nerd comic. I did look up how to bring a non-gamer, such as a wife, into the game. 
And again, I think if I didn't invite her, she would be more suspect. Mm-hmm. So now I can say, hey, you can join any freaking time. Well, Annie wants to play, and she's yeah. gonna. I know she's gonna be better than than I am, like out the gate. It's somehow. got nothing to do with it. <laughs> but again, it's not competitive. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I've always said about it is, is like my like my wife, for instance. She's she supports me. She deals with my friends. We the whole building smells like Kiki's chicken, like for like four hours <laughs> and beer, and like she's she you know she's fine with that, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't want to play. And the thing that I've always said is. I firmly believe that anybody, you, you don't have to be wearing the one ring like I am. It's mm-hmm. a wedding ring. You don't have to be that guy. You can be the jock. You can be whatever, right? Because it's multiple. If you take it seriously and just relax, just yeah. relax and take it seriously. If you're in there being that guy that's like, oh, this is fucking stupid. You guys are nerds. And they're yeah. just like like super negative about it. You're not going to have a good time. Yeah. But if you go in there and you just kind of chillax and just... You know, just ease it on in. You'd yeah. be fine. Just ease it <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm always afraid of at the end of the game. Someone will go, you guys are fucking dorks. And just like, oh, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I tried to get like, I'm trying to convince the wife to uh, join when I do the amazing tales with the kid. Mm-hmm. Because it's usually a one-shot thing. It's no commitment. And that's yeah. fun to just to yeah. do it with him. Yeah, And she's more open to that. But I, she always conveniently has something to do when we do. Oh. Which is fine, you know, whatever. Because he'll actually say, Dad, we haven't played Amazing Tales. Let's do it. That's like, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. And he, like I said, it, his response at first was always, I kill it. Now he'll try to, he'll ask questions like, well, what can I do other than kill it? And it's like, okay, well, let's see what you can do and stuff like that. I need your input on this. So, because what I found, pretty much I'm stealing from another podcast called The uh, Three Wise DMs. And they just kind of, I'm pretty much stealing from their outline. So I will have a link in there. So go ahead and visit them if you like what they have to say. You know, they talk about, you know, to get the wife in, if she does finally agree, kind of simplify the game so that it's not, because it is a daunting thing. Mm. You tell me. I I agree and disagree. Yeah. Like you don't have to simplify the game, right? Just like they have to be, they have to be willing to play the game, right? Not if, to the it, point where it's not the game, but, yeah. but like the rules and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's fair. You know, you can kind of like bring it down a little bit, sure. but you know, five E is pretty simple. Like it is when I like you know Mike for instance. If you came to my table and were like, "Hey man, I have no idea what to do," I could look at you and be like, "This number, this number, and this number. Mm-hmm. Those are important. Everything else on that page, we'll get to it when we get to it." Yeah, and I think cool. that's what they're getting at, right? It's yeah. just like, yeah, you don't need to talk about encumbrance on someone's first. Does day. not fucking yeah, matter. exactly. So you're not staring at the whole page. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. because it's funny because if you think <clears throat> about it, if you look at people's inventories, you're like you're carrying a fucking steamer trunk of shit everywhere. Or <laughs> Droofy's face, you know, you never know. Huh? Oh God, you I haven't told you that story. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well now you have to tell us. Yeah. 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 Damn it. it. All right. So a friend of mine, Don, he played this Goliath barbarian, and the yep. char- character was absurd. He started out as. Uh, Malik, his name was just Malik. Okay, and then he would he would develop titles as he made these glorious achievements, and then he went from like Malik to Malik Sharkfucker to, <laughs> <laughs> to to Malik Droofy Slayer, and Droofy was a frost giant. She's okay. a queen of frost giants, and he removed her face. Oh, <laughs> and he, he made that like a bag, he, or no, worse than that. Oh no, worse than that. It was like a fifi for like a month. <laughs> What? A Fifi? You know what that is? No, what's that? You know, it's like it's a sex a... toy, right? Oh, oh got it. Understood. <laughs> giant face sex toy. And then like, 
I totally forgot about it. Oh no. It just, you know, it wasn't a thing that. And that was in his inventory. It was in his inventory. And like six months later, I was like, this is a hag. And they had like this really creepy experience about how she wanted like these things from them in return for information. And he gave her her face. face. (laughs) And they ate it. Nice. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) He just had it. Yeah. He just, you know, like. One of my favorite things to do as a DM is read my read my players' character sheets at mm-hmm. like the end or like near the end of a campaign because no one actually erases anything from their character sheets. I guess you yeah. we we play in roll twenty, so it's easier yeah. to delete. But back when it was pen and paper, like you'd go through and be like, "What the fuck is this? Like, why do you have this?" Well, I knew you were a decent guy because I again I don't sleep much, but I wrote you like a novel about my guy's backstory. <laughs> And he was like, I was expecting like, dude, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. But he was like, cool. And it's been great. Dude, yeah, your character like fully changed the scape of that town and it made it better. I hope so. Good. There's hookers now. It was a big one up. That's cool. Although I have to see. I gave him the idea of a uh, working girl in a brothel. Who would be a halfling who's like, what What are they, like three feet tall? Yeah, I think, I mean, three foot tall is like average height for a male. So okay, you so, could assume that she'd be a little smaller. Yeah, so two and three quarters. And I suggested that her nickname would be the spinner. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, dude, thanks for the visual. Uh, <laughs> my character enjoys brothels. Okay, so the next one, get to the bottom of the kind of character that they might want to play. Like, would they want to do magic? Would they want to do just beat stuff up? I mean, I asked you the same thing about it. It's like, what do you think you want to do? I don't know. And then yeah, how would you approach that? So Cody's really good at this when new players come in. For reference, Cody is another player in our game mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law as well. And even if somebody's not really into like pop culture, right? They're not the Lord of the Rings fan. They're not the Harry Potter fan. You know, if your wife absolutely loved her Harry Potter, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to play Hermione? Yeah, sure. Okay, we can build that. That's yeah. easy. But you just pull pop culture references and like you'd be surprised how much can actually translate. It doesn't have to be Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You can pull some obscure stuff and still make it work. That's funny because the very next thing they bring up, connect with characters outside of the fantasy genre. Meet Sifa the Dazzler, a barbarian halfling based on the mom from the Goldbergs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want Peg Bundy character. Cool. We can work with that. What would you make Peg Bundy? I don't even know who Peg Bundy is. Oh, for fuck's what? sake. What? Married with children. There are reruns, you know. That's like my, my students where I'm like, okay, have you seen, have you ever heard of like the, you know, silent comedies like the Marx Brothers? I wasn't born yet. It's like, I wasn't born in 1930. Dude, I don't even have cable. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> what is that? Uh, okay, well. I bet you I could build them. Guaranteed I could build them. I'm sure you could. <laughs> Then they talk about make sure you don't scare off your players because my what I wrote down was no one wants to play with the comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about there? Uh, the comic book guy from The Simpsons. I know The Simpsons, but not okay, the Picture me guy. with a ponytail, fat guy in a comic book shop going, yeah. oh, well, actually, this thing is not, uh, you know, that's yeah. a mint copy of this. And yeah. you, if you don't know that, you don't belong in my store. That kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, the do, they do. Well, I haven't seen as much anymore, but they yeah. did exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the nerd gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is the most important thing. Teach role playing first, rule second. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the fun part. Yeah. I mean, that just comes back to like one of the most 
fundamental things that you see in D and D all the time. It doesn't matter if you know, you know, you're Matt Mercer who's getting paid. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money to play D and D, but I guarantee you it's a lot. That would be awesome. And it's the rule of cool, right? It might not directly follow the rules, but I think it's cool. Yeah. And you thought of it, so obviously you think it's cool. So just roll it out. We'll yeah. see what happens. Totally. I mean, it took me a while to get used to Cody role-playing his guy. Like, because he's this total, like, I Dudley Do-Right's not right. I can't even describe Paduna. Yeah. I can't. He, he's just naive, but, like, annoyingly so. Yeah. But he plays it well. His character is what we describe as high wisdom, low intelligence, right? So, like, you know, you might be, to translate it to, like, real-world settings, you know, you might be the guy that killed it on your SATs, but you'll walk down the street in a shitty neighborhood in the middle of the night by yourself. So yeah, he's book smart, yeah, yeah, not yeah. street oh, smart. Yeah. He's just, yeah. like, he's not an idiot, but yeah. he's an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, he'll, like, just start blurting shit out. Yeah. And I'm like shut up and i'm like oh yeah this is what his guy would do so it's like okay cool but yeah i i'm full full bore on the role play side right like you can enjoy the combat and stuff in D D. like the yeah. combat's fun you can be the guy that loves the battle mechanics you can be there's so many aspects to that game but do not neglect the rp like the rp it's in my opinion my favorite thing to do yeah i noticed that doing the amazing tales with the kid i set one day up it was nothing but combat Fuck, I hated it. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it, he enjoyed it for a while, but even he got bored. It's like, well, isn't there someone to talk to? Yeah. It's like, well, you killed everybody, and I guess we'll have to take a break, and I'll come back. And then finally, try to keep people from feeling embarrassed about role-playing. Again, we talked about you with the voices. Mm-hmm. So I, it's like, well, if he's willing to do this shit, you know, I'm not going to feel like a dumbass doing this stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you set the tone. Yeah. So they get, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, you know, there's that's one thing that as a DM that I always try to do, right? It's like, if I have new players, I'm pulling out the most obscure, sporadic ADHD goblin voice I can possibly muster (laughs) because there's no way you're going to look like more of a fool than I just did. (laughs) That's cool. And I don't know if that's actually inviting. Maybe it terrifies them. I have no idea, but that's always been kind of like my, my entry thing is, you know, just go for it. I don't know. See, I always wonder if like, because I don't feel like I put a bunch out there, but my guy's not someone that's going to talk a whole lot. You you play Beavis fine. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm thank you, but I, it's I, sometimes I wonder. It's like, well, should I have done? It's like, no. I mean, the only thing I'd do is be like more of a horny dude, but <laughs> it doesn't need to be there. No, yeah, yeah. It would just be. It would get in the way. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to touch on is if you want to start the game out and you want to be a DM, just watch some videos on YouTube. Go mm-hmm. on there, kind of learn what you need to know, and don't overdo it. Like I've told you before, mm-hmm. just bullet points is all you need. Just go out there and have fun. That's all the game is for, right? You don't have to be the best team on the planet. If you're having fun, your players are having fun. That's all, that that's all you need. And set like ground rules and parameters. Like the same thing that I did with the... <laughs> the same thing that I did when you guys were going to Captain Stillwaters. Yeah. I took a step back and was like, hey, what are you guys comfortable with? Because that's important. That was a great story. Okay, so he's... He sends, so where you do this on Discord, which is like a group where he can send, you know, message, instant messages to a group of us. And he was pretty much let us know. He asked exactly that. Are you okay if I go kind of dark? Yeah. In a game where you can do whatever you want and you have like multiple people, actual people yeah. at your table, you know, just, just take a moment and be like, hey guys, what are you comfortable with? Yeah. And that's, yeah. And then he realized we're all degenerates. So yeah. Yeah. And usually yeah. it's whatever, but you never yeah. know. Like, yeah. 
but he then said, okay, well you be ready for some fucked up shit. And then we're like, cool. And then we go play the next game. I'm out in a field and all these butterflies land on me. And he meant it to be this beautiful moment. I'm like, these things are going to fucking kill us. <laughs> we wasted like half an hour trying to figure out how to get rid of these fucking butterflies. Like I'm making illusions of birds that would want to eat them. And he's just cracking up. That would have freaked me I, out too. I but. wrote like a paragraph, like, like a sat down and wrote like a paragraph about these iridescent butterflies yeah. and how their wings were both gold and green, but neither at the same time. Like I really dug deep for this beautiful moment and i put i literally did this the day after i threw out there like hey you guys cool with fucked up shit and I ruined it. <laughs> no you didn't ruin it that was great everyone's but, all panic and the fact that you did put that much into that description made it like oh this is really gonna yeah. be fucked these up. things are gonna like, dissolve they were some, yeah. they were waiting for the disintegration yeah. race that's yeah. what they're waiting yeah. for yeah. <laughs> these, it's like you know my skin's just gonna melt off my yeah. Skin yeah. these yeah. butterflies eat flesh uh, something yeah. to that effect they've laid eggs in me or something yeah and you know it's kind of metagaming but every time i see him go reach for dice it's like oh fuck okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really a good idea to gauge where your people are at (laughs) because yeah i could see because i was unsure because some pretty bad shit happened to one of the characters in there and i was like i felt bad for him (laughs) like does he need a hug I massacred his siblings in like a pretty grotesque way in a fucked up way damn like like dr frankenstein yeah Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to play anymore. No, he, no, he burned he, down the whole castle. Oh, yeah. And it was, it yeah. actually made him more, it kind of solidified who he was mm-hmm. and what he was out for. Because before that, it was like, why is he on this thing? Not why, not like yeah, he now, doesn't Now he's on like a revenge quest. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And he's, don't piss him off. Okay. So now usually we go to the bad dad segment because. We find a story about a shitty dad who makes us feel better about being failures as parents because <laughs> we're not as fucked up as them. <laughs> Usually we don't do the positive stuff. So I found one. It was like a hero mom. Since you have a daughter, I think this is a big deal. Mom sends daughter's teacher harsh email in response to her in-class rules. And she tells her daughter, do not back down. So there's a daughter. She's 12. The mom wrote to on Reddit's Am I the Asshole forum for advice. Yeah. Daughter's being bullied by this guy. And she's By 12. the teacher? No. Oh, okay, a okay. student. Okay. Apparently she's getting a lot of negative attention. So I'm guessing she's developing quicker than the other girls in class. It yeah. doesn't say that, but she's made to feel uncomfortable by other students in class. Teacher had a thing where they had to make groups. And the boy who gives her the most shit says, I want to be in your group. And she politely says, no, I don't think that's a good idea. The bully guy makes a big deal saying you're excluding me. Teacher takes his side. Ridiculous. Yeah. And the mom wrote to the teacher saying, hey, this is bullshit. You should not make her accept someone that makes her feel uncomfortable just mm-hmm. because it's the right, you know, the nice thing to do. Yeah. Because women are taught to accept yeah. bullshit from asshole guy, creepy dudes all their lives. And yeah, that's how you get women in abusive relationships. Yeah. I'll put a link in there, but yeah, my daughter 100% told percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter told me a few days ago that in class, the teacher asked the kids to form groups of four or five. Uh, she formed a group with some other girls. The boy had given who had been giving her trouble at recess came over, said he was joining their group. Didn't even ask, just said he was. Yeah. Uh, daughter said she didn't want to work with them. He should find another group. The other girls agreed with her. And, this, and he said, you can't exclude me like that. That's against class rules. 
and she didn't care. And she was proud of her daughter for standing up for herself. What a little prick, too. Yeah. But yeah, but the shitty thing is getting an email from the teacher. But she, this, So this is a letter she wrote back to the teacher. Dear Mrs. Blank, I'm sorry, but this is that is not a lesson I feel comfortable teaching my daughter. Yeah. She's at the age where she's already having to deal with unwanted attention. I'm making a point to teach her that she does not have to be around anyone who makes her uncomfortable and that a young lady is able to choose to spend time with people who make her feel respected. I understand you're aware that the boy has been behaving in ways that she's uncomfortable with at recess from our prior conversations. And then the teacher just responded with, we have to meet in person with the principal. Good for her. No, Olivia, when she was in, let's see, kinder to second grade, the school she was in was really good at like interpersonal like stuff, like letting them work things out and stuff. But they had a rule like that where you couldn't exclude someone. But one kid was starting to be, it wasn't a boy, it was another girl, but she would basically just be really mean Mm -hmm. and then get mad if she was playing with someone else. So she'd go and tell and say like, basically this kid was making it so she always had to play. And I I basically just told him like, yeah, she's not following that rule. Like you got to leave her alone. Stop making her play with that kid. You know, like I understand what you're trying to do, but in this case, you've got someone that's that's bending the rule to allow them to harass her more. Yeah. yeah. Or in first grade, one of the best talks I had with my kid, he was upset because he didn't like a kid and didn't want to play with him. I was like, and don't. He looked at me like all surprised. He was like, well, I thought I had to be nice to everybody. He's like, no, you don't. Yeah. And he was like, really? I'm like, and I shouldn't have said this when he was in first grade. He was like, yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> 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 and he just had this big smile. <laughs> And yeah, it was like a weight lifted off his shoulders. See, on the flip side, though, Olivia was at one point being bullied yeah. by two girls. And these girls, the first time, they were like, you know, kind of making fun of her. And they said they they sent a boy that was supposed to said, oh, I, they told me to push you into this ditch. And I went in and I told, you know, I said, hey, this needs to stop. And I told Oli, like, you know, stay away from them, you know. Well, next day she's like, well, they were they were harassing me again. I go, well, how'd that happen? Well, I went to go talk with them. I go, well, then that's your fault. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, if you're going to go and hang with the people that, and it was a big thing for her to learn. Like, you don't have, you have all these other friends. You know, if they come looking for you, that's another thing. Then we, then we have something to talk about. But if you're actively going over there and letting them treat you like this, that's, that's on you. Don't and, stick your dick in a pit bull's mouth and wonder what happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it took you a little bit, but then then those girls started to try to be her friend later. They actually stopped being bullies. All right. Well, we're going to get to the bad dad, but first, Seattle Gummy Company. They're our wonderful sponsor. Uh, when you need to be alert and focused fast, Mocha Shots High Energy Gummies work five times faster at half the price of a have cup of coffee. Have you had those before? Dude, they're hella good. I ah. would have brought some, but the ones I have are expired. Yeah. I don't know what that would do but they work good it's don't need a bunch of yeah, them yeah i had a bunch of them <laughs> yeah the first time we were at a, a <laughs> podcast uh, convention down in san jose and they seattle gummy was there and they had a big table it was I think it had six chairs yeah each mic had a, a, a mocha gummy thing and it's a little pouch and it comes with two and one is a serving so one gummy is worth one cup of coffee yeah and as we're talking, Mike's just chomping away and he takes them off the empty <laughs> I, I ones. I drink it like half feet, so I was like, so what? And, <laughs> and he goes, hey, can I get some more of these? And they're like, well, there's more on the thing. He's like, I already ate them. And they're like, how many did you have? And he's like, I don't know. I like six but, at least, yeah. Like six. at least, well, four packs. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they actually said, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I had to share a room with that guy that night. Hey, so what do you think we're going to do? I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm fine. I have a high tolerance. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, if you take it as directed, it When great. use is direct. <laughs> the combination of active ingredients improves focus, enhances cognitive performance, and reduces the jittery side effects of caffeine, unless you have six-pack. So you can get shit done anytime, anywhere. I probably did have it. Have four. I you had yeah. four. Pa- you, so that's like eight cups of coffee. Yeah, totally. You ate twelve, snorted two of them. Yeah, the gummies were going that day. Keistered yep. a couple, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I probably chased it with like soda. Oh yeah, <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> click the link in the uh, click the link click the link in the show notes and enter the code standupdads fifteen at checkout. Get fifteen percent off your order. Seattle Gummy Company. Get shit done. And now here's a story about a bad daddy. Okay, this time... You do uh, got one. I do? Well, I've used that before. No, no, I meant, yeah, I didn't know you had a bad dad still. I do. Oh. Stories like this make me feel better about, you know, telling my kid, fuck that guy in first grade. East Texas parents let daughter smoke their meth. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, my thing is, they're teaching their daughter to share. <laughs> <laughs> No one like that. Is there an age disclaimer? Is there? Uh, teenage is all I got. Two people were arrested in Smith County earlier this week for allegedly letting their daughter smoke their meth, according to an arrest warrant. The mom's 34 years old. The dad, 51. They were taken into custody and charged with injury to a child. So yeah, apparently deputies responded to a pursuit of a stolen vehicle, and the driver stopped and ran from the area. Passenger was a teenage girl who told police she had run away from her parents' house the night before and the driver was giving her a ride in a stolen car. That kind of, yeah. Victim said she was afraid of her mother and stepdad, which she identified as Glass and Moore. Warrant stated that the girl told detectives that they lived inside a mechanic shop and that the parents allegedly provided meth to the daughter before. Yeah, so she said that her parents introduced her to methamphetamine. She said that her mom and stepdad would smoke meth in front of her and wouldn't try to hide it. Uh. So obviously CPS is in there. Uh, They got the kid out of there. The daughter tested positive for meth at the hospital after the interview with the detective. So she wasn't talking out her ass. But you know what? Good for the kid for knowing that this isn't cool. I mean, it sucks that she had to run away. The The crazy part about meth is like if you open this open a story with like, this happened on methamphetamines. You can basically say whatever the fuck you want after that, and none of it sounds out of place. No. It's just like, right. they live in a mechanic shop. He's 75 years old, and she's yeah. 30. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. sounds right. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> if you click the link and you see the pictures, yeah, you go, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out, because she looks like she's 51, too, the mom. Yeah. And, you know, how hard is it to run away from a mechanic shop? So, yeah, I got on meth, and I peeled every orange in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope she gets some help. Again, she knows how to share now. It's some version of like, well, if you're going to do meth, you're going to do it here with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus the, Christ. My dad parents. said that one, one, of the, one of the times I got caught drinking. My mom's like, your dad's going to talk to you. And, I, and he was like, you know, you're going to end up... If you're going to drink, you drink here with me or something. And I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. Like, that does ruin it. <laughs> I get caught with my monster manual. If you're going to jerk off, you're going to jerk <laughs> off here with me. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Your dad probably bring in and said, like, here's a, here's a proper, like, He's, playboy. He switches it out. He's, He's like, like, please, God. You go for it. Just please, God, use Pat- this one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my son. He's like, my boy is jerking off to a... To a drawing 
of, of a, a girl. <laughs> well, that's not too. It's a girl monster. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like it's a, it's actually like, like a lion, <laughs> with boobs. Uh, it's not even anime. Are the boobs drawn well? <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> I should have brought it. I should have brought that monster manual. It's not. I don't have my original one, but dude, a first, first edition monster manual is probably worth the bank. I doubt it. It's got because whoever had it before me drew all over it. Oh, I thought he was but, gonna say I oh, doubt yeah, it because whoever had it before me, all the pages, me, all the so pages together. <laughs> Same as that stain uh, in his track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Owen. Yeah, that was later. What are you talking fire. about? I didn't do that. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be Owen when he's over. My dad always used to blame stuff on me. Stains uh, in his truck. <laughs> Email us at thestandupdads at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate us, review us. That's how the show grows. If you want to hire someone to draw a picture of a kid going blind to a monster manual, who would they write to? If you would like to buy a drawing of Robert pleasuring himself to harpies, <laughs> you'd write to me at pencilforhire.com. Pencil, F-O-R-Hire.com. And that would be a funny one. I may draw that just for the great <laughs> for our uh, Facebook page. <laughs> dude. Again, Seattle Gummy Company. Click the link in the show notes. Enter the code standupdads15. Get 15% off your order. This stuff works great. Did you have anything to plug? Like what construction company you work for? Uh, no. Okay. Have fun. Play D&D. &D. Okay. Roll some dice. Awesome. Get my side project. The standup. Or Jesus. I'm so used to saying it on that one. Get my side project, the gag on this podcast. That's run by Big Nick. We interview comics from all over the country and have a great time doing it. I don't remember who we're interviewing this week, but check it out. Finally, it's sponsored by Gag on this. Check out fantasy-funeral.com. That's our death pool. That's the one where uh, I'm whooping everyone's ass for the moment. <sighs> Dude, he knows, like, he somehow gets them to die. What is a death pool? <laughs> so you uh, get to gamble on celebrities' life and death. So <laughs> Yeah, he, he puts it the first year that me and Annie are, work, are on it. And, yeah, you come up with a team name and we've done it to for do a three draft. Years. Was, was Barry White, like, a throw-in? It was, like, a layup. Is he still, he's still alive? Did he? I, I thought it was a lady. What's her name? Oh, Betty. Betty White. Oh, Betty, Betty White. Well, here's the thing, though. a layup. <laughs> Well, well, Nick got that. There's a story, a whole story with that. So this is the third year we've done it. And the way it works is to get points, you subtract their age from 100, and that's the number of points you get. Yeah. So Betty White died when she was 99. Nick had her. He got one point. Bummer. Yeah. So he got one, but his, yeah, the goal is to hope nobody gets yeah. anything else if you I pick had, that old of a person. Yeah. I had Amazing Jonathan. He died at 63. I got 37 points. So he had Sidney Poitier. He died at like 94, so he got six points. Stuff like that. The guy that plays D&D gets all the celebrity deaths right. That's right. Yeah. The, dar yeah. the Dark Lord Cthulhu. Uh -huh. <laughs> we even have a, uh, I, I got a, uh, like a WWE championship belt made for it for the gag on this fantasy funeral. Yeah. And he just keeps it because he just keeps keep winning. A black robe and a lamb. He wears that too. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's a great time. Uh, like I said before, I want to open this up. So check it out if you're interested in it uh, and getting on for next year. I'd like to set up like multiple leagues and uh, I will be working on the website myself to make that better and make that more of an option. James, thank you so much for coming on. This has yeah, been great. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was fun. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye. 